Eddie Brock gets back into his apartment after, which, first of all, he talks about the shitty apartment that he has. His apartment is huge. It's amazing. It's the best apartment in San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. Like, I've never seen an apartment that large. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 518 with a review of Venom. I'm Christopher Schnazy. And I'm Stephen Miller. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week on the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. This week, we're going to have two reviews for you. We're going to have this review of Venom, and we're also going to have a review of A Star is Born. So hopefully you guys will enjoy these two reviews. Um, but yeah, so we're here to talk about Venom in this episode. Uh, this is a film that I think when you when this trailer played in theaters, I don't know if you had the same experience as I did, but like there was like laughter amongst the crowds. Usually. Yeah, like, that, that happened for me. I mean, everybody loved Tom Hardy jumping through a tree. That was a big moment <laughs> in the in the trailer world. I, I mean, I think like most like some people were like, "Huh, what? Why is this okay? It could be okay. It could be okay." But once like Tom Hardy goes airborne on the motorcycle, and then like elastic. Band grabs the motorcycle and pulls himself back. That people were just kind of like, "Fuck this movie." And I think there are. Oh, but they liked Incredibles too, huh? Because <laughs> she's Elastic Girl and she had a motorcycle. Yeah, she does the exact same move. <laughs> Anyways, um, uh, but barring that, um, I, I think that this is a film that when the trailer played, there was no middle ground at all. Hmm. People were either like, "This is pretty exciting," <laughs> or people were like, "Fuck this movie." There's no way this movie is going to be good. How could this possibly be good? This looks like trash. Mm. And I, I honestly was kind of caught off guard once I started to hear that the internet hated this trailer because I kind of was excited for it. Um, so I, I want to know from you, what were your thoughts on the trailer itself and walking into the film, how not excited? I mean, you sent me a tweet yeah. that you saw before walking to the theater and you're like, I'm excited now. Um, so I, before, before that tweet and before you walked in the theater, what were your kind of thoughts on what this film was going to do? Yeah, so I I didn't really weigh in hard either way. I feel like I was kind of that non-existent middle ground on this movie where I thought, you know, it it was definitely doing something different. Like, it didn't look like a serious movie. It's obviously not like... It isn't a Nolan superhero movie, and it's, like, not even really as serious as, like, an Iron Man or something, right? But that didn't mean it was going to be shit either, right? Like, I had fun with the Ant-Mans of the world. I had fun with all these movies that are, like, playing around with the superhero format and aren't really looking to, like, be big or meaningful or impactful. And especially lately, where I've been on kind of a run of, like, throwback enjoyment. You know, I'm channeling my inner Carson uh, this past few months, um, enjoying these movies that I otherwise wouldn't. I kind of went in feeling okay. I was like... It's going to be goofy. It's going to, you know, I'm going to see it on the biggest screen I can. I saw it in IMAX 3D. Don't see it in 3D. That was a mistake. But the IMAX <laughs> part, the IMAX part, I would recommend doing that. And yeah, I mean, I was primed for a silly time, right? Like that, that was all I wanted from this movie was I've been cooped up sick. I was cooped up sick for like four weeks. We were still doing reviews during that period. I was better for one week. I flew to Europe and immediately got sick again. <laughs> and so honestly, I'm just happy to leave the house. <laughs> Um, yes, I mean, as I said, I was really excited for the film. Um, I I thought it looked, I thought it looked like it could potentially be pretty pretty good. Um, uh, you know, it wasn't going to be this like highbrow, amazing piece of art that like rose to the top of my favorite superhero films of all time. But I I really like this idea of. I mean, if I look at my favorite superheroes from like the MCU, right? I I'm I'm looking at things like 
uh, Spider-Man, specifically the newer Spider-Man, who's basically Tony Stark, but younger. Um, He still has the suit. And I really like this interplay between a person who's mostly doing things of their own will, but also has this like disembodied voice within them that can do all these things that are above their power level, like being the AI in Iron uh, Iron Man suit or the AI in... uh, Spider-Man, Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, I don't know why his name suddenly webbed out of my head. Uh, but I, I really like that interplay. And in this, it was even a better interplay where, like, it wasn't just a, a thing in his head that could act on its own. It was a thing that, like, has its own will and desire to do things and right. could... And its own potentially evil will, too, yeah, which is yeah, an interesting yeah. thought. So I was, I was pretty excited for what this film could explore um, going down those areas. Like, mm-hmm. taking things that I enjoy from... from um, like other film, other superhero films of late, and kind of putting it in this like little bit potentially darker world uh, with Tom Hardy just going crazy and doing yeah. whatever he can. Like I, I was excited for it, and every time I heard somebody yell like that movie looks like a hot, hot, hot piece of trash, I was kind of like, oh, I don't know, maybe it looks cool to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like the trailer made it look at least like the early 2000s Spider-Man's movies, right? Like, it, not, like, necessarily as good as them, but it felt, like, of that ilk, right? It felt, yeah. like, playful, and there were going to be lots of throwaway jokes and stuff. And, yeah, the, the one thing I didn't know is what tone it was going to strike, because Venom is, or at least becomes, a villain. And I didn't know, like, was this going to be the Better Call Saul of that universe, really? <laughs> We're, we're, we're going to watch him start out as, like, Venom being a superhero or something, or is he going to be bad right away? And this is kind of, like like one of those anti-hero things where we're just having fun watching him wreak havoc. Like, is this Suicide Squad? I, I didn't know what to expect from it at all. Yeah, yeah. That was really my most uh, interested question was like, how are they going to do this? Are they going to play it where he's a good guy or a bad guy or are we going to not care? Yeah, yeah. And and there there was that line in the trailer where, uh, which isn't in the movie, uh, where he's like, this power, it's it's not really all bad. <laughs> I don't know why I did like half of a Joker half impression Joker, yeah. for that. Um, uh, you want to know how I got the symbiote? <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, should we uh, go ahead and listen to the trailer for this thing and then do this review? Let's do it. All right, we're going to do that. We're going to play the trailer audio for this film and then we're going to come back and let you guys know what we thought. I'm Eddie Brock. I'm a reporter. I always seem to find myself questioning something the government may not be looking at. I found something really bad. And I have been... Who's that bad? bad? Taken. Look around at the world. What do you see? A planet on the brink of collapse. Human beings are disposable. But man and symbiote combined. This is a new race, a new species. A higher life form. What do you want from me? You'll find out. I'm so sorry. We cannot just hurt people. Look into my eyes, Eddie. The way I see it. We can do whatever we want. Do we have a deal? Eyes, lungs, bank 
that power. It's not completely awful. You have no idea how much you're scaring me right now. Eddie, cooperate. And you just might survive. Guys, you do not want to do this, trust me. Giant leaps will always come at a cost. Parasite. Yeah. Name is Chen. All right. So that was the trailer for Venom. It is the story of um, a journalist, I guess you could call him, <laughs> uh, named Eddie Brock. And uh, he is investigating this uh, organization called the Life Foundation. And they are trying to do some crazy shit with these weird alien organisms they found in space and subjecting, uh, you know, the poor and underprivileged people like around the city to to these things to try to advance like where the human species is going. And uh, Eddie kind of finds his way into this place to investigate what's going on and gets exposed to the symbiote. And it sort of uh, melds with him and gives him these like crazy alien superpowers and uh then he has to fight his way as that organization tries to get back their intellectual property. <laughs> um, Stephen Miller, what did you think of Venom? Okay, so before I tell you what I think, uh, there's a symbiote, a voice in my head named Carson Patrick, who had some <laughs> things he wanted to weigh in on for this episode uh, from a text message chain that we had yesterday before I had seen Venom. Uh, <laughs> Was he just spoiling shit with you? Even no, 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 no. Movie yet? no. So uh, a reading from... Uh, the book of Carson Patrick. Uh, oh, feel free to also mention that Venom is a new aughts classic. A Star is Born wasn't the only well-shot movie by Matthew Libatique this weekend, okay? Oh, you also have to tell Chris I said this. Venom is better looking than anything in the MCU except Iron Man 1 and 2 because it was shot on film. Or just better looking than anything in the MCU and then watch Chris's head explode. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that was Carson weighing in <laughs> on Venom. Um, I have to say... I think that symbiote thing worked on me because there is a Carson voice in my head as I watched this movie that was actually having a lot of fun with Venom. <laughs> um, so here's the thing. This is a very, very, very silly movie. Like, the, if you try to, like, take a plot out of this movie and be like, what is the arc that Eddie Brock goes on? Like, maybe there's one in his, like, feelings about Michelle Williams, but the the... It happens so quickly. Like, you can't possibly say that this movie is about that, right? Yeah. This movie is about... Very, very silly comic booky things happening. Uh, a really, really ridiculous villain, <laughs> Riz Ahmed. Um, this Venom creature just infecting Eddie Brock and then having fun watching Tom Hardy go like batshit crazy trying to figure out what's going on in his body. Yeah. And taking it for that, what it was, which is like a place for Tom Hardy to improvise and fuck around in a funny accent. 
I like. I really like it. Like, I, like it, it isn't great. It isn't great. I'm not even gonna say it's like a good superhero <laughs> movie, but it w- it was playful and silly in a way that I had a lot of fun with. Like Carson was describing it as being even more over the top than The Predator, and I don't agree with that. Actually, I think this is way more mainstreamly enjoyably silly than The Predator was. I think this is like, like I said, it it looked like one of the older Spider-Man movies. Like this felt like it could have been, you know, the one third of one of those Spider-Man movies and they just forgot to bring Spider-Man into it, right? Like yeah. a, a goofy villain that's like going around biting people's heads off in a very like <laughs> PG-13 way where you don't really get to see anything. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was fun. Tom Hardy was entertaining. Uh, Michelle Williams didn't really get anything to do, but whatever <laughs> like i i still kind of enjoyed seeing her and uh dan from veep <laughs> in this movie <laughs> he's just doomed to always play someone named dan now um it's and, in his contract <laughs> and like I, I thought the action sequences were fun like again they weren't like choreographed in a way where i was like holy shit what an amazing piece of action but you kind of had that feeling of like scaling the transamerica building or like having an epic chase on a motorcycle while a bunch of cars are like following you and it had that kind of elastigirl dynamic where you don't really know how he's going to go from move to move it i don't know i don't even really know what to say except for that i i had a fun time i think given that this was about a ostensible villain quote it definitely drove that line more of being like he's mostly good like he's not great but he's like a person that you're supposed to root for against a greater threat and it, it didn't feel like mean-spirited in the way that like Suicide Squad felt mean-spirited to me. It felt more in line with the Marvel Universe and the kind of playful attitude that they want to have. And I was telling you before, I didn't see Ant-Man and the Wasp yet. So this was the first big like San Francisco movie I got to watch this year. And I had a lot of fun just watching like, oh, he's in Fidei. Now he's turning into like Chinatown. And it, it, I don't know. It's fun like seeing your city put on the big screen. So. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, there, there's definitely a, a, a nice little feeling to like, be like, oh, like, this is how Carson feels every time there's L.A. in any movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, I... So as we started, there was a lot of things I was excited for this film. And I think that specifically those things that I wanted are in this film. This mm-hmm. film delivers the fun of this like split personality between Eddie Brock's character and Venom's character. And, and like it, it's sort of like watching them interplay and them both try to coexist in this body and do things together but apart but at the same time but like one person controlling it the other person controlling it the way they they split between those like you know uh venom will extend out of his back and hit one guy uh then cover his arm in a fist and then he'll like knowingly use that fist to punch something and there's like this mix of of him like getting to know the powers that are given to him trying to control them and sort of fighting back um against the control and and there's a fun thing there like Tom Hardy is great in this film. <laughs> he's he's insane. Um, he's having a good time. Did you uh, hear about the lobster scene? It, it's like his idea, right? Yeah, like he entered the set piece and was like, I need to get in that lobster tank. <laughs> and they rewrote the scene around it. Yeah, like I, that, that's fun. Like that, that that's cool. I, I think that um, like w- what I've been telling people when they ask me about this film is that it's not good. There are some fun things in it. But I think if they do make a sequel, and I think this is doing well, like this film has been doing better than the ratings for this film. Right. Like it, whether that's all pre-sale tickets or whatever, people are going to see the film. And, yeah. and uh, if they do make a sequel, I think the sequel can be genuinely good. Yeah. Like this film delivered on some of the things that I wanted. The problem is it delivered them an hour and 20 minutes into the movie. <laughs> and, and I think that 
everything besides Tom Hardy interacting with Tom Hardy as Venom is god awful. <laughs> the, really, you didn't you didn't like the whole villain sequence, I, like the I, I like, crazy Elon Musk meets Martin Shkreli bad I, guy. I like the idea of Riz Ahmed's character and what he's trying to do. I like the idea that he literally thinks he is God. Like, there's a line he has where he's he's basically like, "I'm here." Like, yeah. he's he's trying to assume the role. I of won't a, abandon uh, you, Isaac. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's 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 making uh, <laughs> allusions to biblical texts and then like trying to assume that role and being like, "Look, I am here to further the human race and move them into this level of advancement that we could never achieve on our own." I'm fine with that idea. Like, this is a Lex Luthor-type plan, right? Mm. Where he's like, this is crazy shit, but it's going to make us all better. I want this power. His grasp of science and the scientific method is so fucking ridiculous. Like, all they're doing is exposing... Like, so first of all, they know, they know that the symbiotes are killing the people that they're being subjected to. And they're like, huh, that's weird. They're like eating them and shit, and it's... Like, these bodies can't handle it. And they're like, you know what? Nobody will miss the poor homeless people. Let's feed them to the symbiotes until we find one that pairs. You know that it has to live off the body. Why would you take bodies that are already, like, malnourished? And, like, like it, it's trying to do this thing of, like, what if there was this evil organization that was so evil that they, like, take the displaced people from around the city in this, like, weird tech mecca? And, like, like just the metaphors they're dealing with are... It's it's not even on the nose. Mm-hmm. It's it's an attempt to be on the nose, but failing at it. <laughs> and it, it it just I, I found it really really annoying. And just like mm-hmm. the fact that like there's never a scene where they're like, huh? We, like there, there's no there's no going like, oh, this one lasted an hour longer than the last one. Maybe it's because he's like O negative blood or like there's there's no like testing. It's just like well, put it in someone else. They died. Put it in someone else. They died. Put uh, he's like, call it autopilot. It's it, it's it's literally <laughs> it's it's literally. He he's working with random chance, mm-hmm. right? He's going like, well, eventually there's going to be a human that can match. Yeah. If I have to kill the whole planet, I'll find this person. And it's it, it just aggressively dumb. Um, beyond that, Tom Hardy's character written is this like magic fucking like spotlight journalist. <laughs> like there is never a scene where I think he was anything other than a kid with a YouTube page, right? Sure. Like, like he's he's supposed to be like, oh, everyone's heard of Eddie Brock because he's this friggin' amazing reporter. I, who, I feel like he's like a Project Veritas type guy. It, like he just like comes on and exposes people in a very obnoxious way. Yeah, like he, he's a, he's a character that Sasha Baron Cohen would have played on, <laughs> on This Is or Who Is America, right? Like it's I never on Eddie Brock. <laughs> this is the Truth Prairie. <laughs> Like I, I just I just never saw him as a real human. And the 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 dialogue at the beginning of this film is so god like, like what kind of dialogue? Just I I can't even remember the exact lines, but like for for instance, let's let's just say that he's in a he he makes some stupid decisions mm-hmm. at the beginning of this film that result in some people losing their jobs. Sure. <laughs> and literally the way the entire fallout from that is somebody going your decisions lost me my job. <laughs> and it's like, what? Like, that, th- that's, you, that's the dialogue you're going to give Michelle Williams? <laughs> like, I, I, I just, every, like, I, I was rolling my eyes through half the dialogue at the beginning of this film. And it literally wasn't until Eddie Brock gets back into his apartment after, which, first of all, he talks about the shitty apartment that he has. His apartment is huge. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best apartment in San Francisco. Yeah. Like, I've never seen an apartment that large. 
It's like a giant fucking loft apartment. And I'm like, what? what? Like, I get it. The hallway outside your door is kind of cramped and you live across from this like metal playing guitar guy. But like, uh-huh. <laughs> don't don't trash that, that apartment. That that apartment's probably like forty seven hundred dollars yeah. a month. <laughs> but that's but that, that's beside the point. <laughs> um, I, I, I just felt like the writing in this film feels just incredibly lazy. It's not trying at all. And it's like I I was like, ooh. Now I get the low Rotten Tomato score because this is really, really bad. And then it, it got more fun later on. And I think that if it weren't for that fun later on, I would regret having seen the film. And I think that because it reaches that level of playfulness, um, it gets me excited for where this series could go in the future if it does get a sequel. Um, but I think that like it just it, it starts so lazily. There's no attempt to really have like a strong narrative. It's kind of just like these ideas... It's like somebody put the idea on the board, and then they're like, oh, well, what should the characters say to communicate those ideas? We're like, well, they could just read the bullet points to each other, <laughs> and then done with it, right? Like, yeah. I, I just, I, it, feels, it feels weird. I, I hear you, but I take issue with you. You said it got, like, you started to like it, but it took an hour and 20 minutes to start to like it. To me, like, all that preface you just mentioned, and maybe time was just compressed in my brain, that was like <laughs> the first, like, 20 minutes of the movie, and then it's all him and Venom. Right, but so did even that take building up? Like, it, you, like for me, the moment Venom becomes a thing, un- I was having fun with him until Venom is actually having a conversation with him. Mm. I was not yet on board. Mm. So in the early period of time when he's like uh, doesn't know what's going exposed on, exposed to him, yeah, yeah, like he hear like he hears random words like hungry or like Eddie, and that's <laughs> all he's hearing, right? And he's kind of like, what's going on? Am I going crazy? Is this me? And he's calling freaking uh, Dan. <laughs> and Dan's like going like, oh, yeah, <laughs> audiovisual hallucinations. That's normal for a parasite. Um, like, like, God, I fucking hate that shit. Uh, and there, 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 so there's one scene, right? Minor spoilers. Michelle Williams rounds a corner and sees a 12-foot-tall alien beast eat a SWAT agent eat him yeah eat him and she goes oh my god then that thing opens up and her ex-lover eddie brock comes forth from inside it and she goes i guess that's the parasite hospital (laughs) like no (laughs) no you you, i mean where else do you go though but there's no way she like even if they're trying to play it as a joke like she can faint or something that would be like the typical what do you have against a strong female character i just there's no universe no matter how she rolls with it very easily there's there's there's, yeah like she would lose i mean we haven't even revealed like things that happen later the degree to which she's cool with it yeah it just and that's the thing is in the trailer there's that line where he's like you know the power i don't think it's all that bad there's no scene where they're communicating about whether or not venom is a good thing Mm. that is completely either edited out of the film or just never in there it yeah. like I, I feel like maybe the film was edited down to be more like breezy because like like i told you when i was planning on seeing this movie google and imdb both said like two hours and 25 minutes or something and i was like holy shit this this is like a long venom movie yeah i gotta slot out time for this um and what I got was, like, well under two hours. Yeah. Um, I, I think they were listing the time it feels like it takes. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
See, so you did you think it felt long? Because to me, this movie moves so quickly. Like all the things you criticized about the lazy writing, to me, that was them being like, "Fuck you, you don't care, you don't care, get it, get it over, get it over." Venom, here he is, like I, racing to the Venom as fast as possible. If I could like time remap this film, I would compress the beginning of the film and extend the end of the film because yeah. I think the end of the film is really fun. Um, I I just oh, like I would I would be happier. If it literally started with Venom falling out of the sky and landing on Tom Hardy's head, and then it was just, oh shit, what's this thing inside me, right? And then the Eminem track starts. <laughs> Venom, 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 the, Venom, The Venom Man song. Nice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I just, I, I feel like, and here, here's the thing. I would watch 45 minutes of Tom Hardy being an amazing reporter. I would watch that. I like that shit. Mm-hmm. Every clip they showed him was like, I'm standing here in the mission. There I am. Tonight at eight. <laughs> like, Look at it, the homeless people. It was like, I, I didn't understand what there was never. It would be like, imagine you could open this film with the fallout from like somebody having been taken down. But like, we know that he moved across the country. Mm-hmm. It could have been because like he took down some crazy organization. It could have been something other than because Michelle Williams took a case with mm-hmm. the Life Foundation. Like, they're, they're, I just... There's so much stuff they could have done to add things that made me feel like, cool, I'm on board with this character. I see who he is. I know what's going on. Um, I, yeah, I just... Uh, it, it, it was really frustrating at the beginning of this film. Um, and, yeah. For, I, I understand. I just... I can't help but feel, as someone who does not read comic books, that it is very comic booky the way it does it, where it's like, you already know what this archetype is, so we're not gonna, like, we're not gonna make you, like, leave through pages and pages of watching him become the archetype. We're gonna, like, give you silly references and, like, just make it fun. Like, because the thing is, I, I hear what you're saying about, like, it definitely, this movie is all about Venom, and, like, before Venom is a real thing, it is a significantly worse movie. But I thought, like, Everything leading up to it, like from the intro to uh, like the dastardly plan that the guy has, and like the the way that Jenny Slate is like slowly realizing how like there's a moment in the scene in this film where they're doing tests on a rabbit and it fails with a rabbit immediately, and he's like, "Begin human trials," <laughs> and like that's that's it. That's the whole of the conversation. Yeah. But I laughed like I thought that was so funny. Like I, I thought this movie was just like completely fucking around in a way that was like in on the joke like yeah. it it was just having a good time giving us like the most ridiculous villain to look at and it, it was sprinkling like you're right it, it was on the nose to the point where there wasn't even like the nose was in the wrong place like yeah it was sprinkling very bay area things of like you know hints of spacex and hints of like the tech problem versus homelessness and all of, you know, poverty. Like, it, it was definitely doing a little bit of that. And, like, the montage of Eddie at the beginning at the different places exposing people is definitely kind of channeling that anger in, like, the lightest possible way without actually saying anything. But um, but even, like, so in, in his interview with Riz Ahmed, right, he is – he's got his notebook and he's asking softball questions, right? But he is handling that interview – like it's his first interview he's ever given. He's like, oh, so you like go up in space. Cool. And you just have like a space pad over there. Yeah, because he doesn't want to be doing it. But, but like it's still – it's his camera crew, right? Like it, it's, it's a thing that like he's not happy to be there. But that's the thing too is his whole point of going there is so that he can get 
to the real story, which is, isn't it true that you take the most, like, <laughs> like, what, like, he wants to have this gotcha moment, right? You have to act before you get to the gotcha. You can't pretend like you don't want to be there and this is a homework assignment and then suddenly come in with, like, now that I have your attention, because people are going to tune out before you get to the but point. That Tom you, Hardy can act. Eddie Brock can't act. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mind explosion. <laughs> it's the ultimate role. He had to act like someone who doesn't know how to act. <laughs> well... He nailed it. <laughs> no, I, I hear you. I, I, I don't really have a defense. I just had, I had too much fun with the silliness. Like, in my mind, this movie is compressed exactly the way you want it to be compressed. Like, in my mind, the intro was almost nothing. The Venom playfulness happens right away. The whole movie is very short, but most of it is Venom just being Venom and, like, watching Tom Hardy go crazy. And yeah. I found some enjoyment of that. Like, especially as the movie goes on and there are, like, there are moments where Dan and Michelle Williams become involved and like there I there's not much to say. There are two different cases in this movie where a symbiote is slowly trying to get somewhere in like clever ways, two different symbiotes. Um <laughs> and both of those I just thought were like very amusing to watch even though the first one felt kind of perfunctory like it was obvious what was going to happen. I still yeah. enjoyed it. And the second one I like genuinely laughed a good number of times that like, so, so let me ask you this. Do you think they do a good job of explaining the difference between symbiotes um, in, in, in as far as uh, the powers that they have? No. Um, because, <laughs> like, I just up and assumed that the symbiotes could just make knives and shit out of their hands. But apparently Venom can only make tentacle things. Um, because there's like, a that scene where he's like... He's kind of a loser. <laughs> True. But there's that scene where he's like, he's got shit you can't even imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, once again, another example of the stellar dialogue. And I laughed hard at that line. Um, so that's the thing. It's like there, there is that symbiote, which is more symbiote than Venom. And then it teases a future symbiote, which is even more symbiote. And it's just going to be like this Dragon Ball Z thing where like, yeah. everything's like, oh, my God, a new symbiote has arrived who's even more powerful. <laughs> and I, I don't know. I, 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 you know me. I like to know the limits of powers of my people. I know. And uh, Yeah, this didn't establish that. I didn't establish anything. <laughs> I, I just feel like a lot of that is your typical origin story problem where there's going to be like – it's all about the character learning about the new power that they have and almost everything else is given the short shrift. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so that's why I am in the same boat as you in that, like when the post credit scene happened and it was clear a sequel was going to exist. I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to watch that sequel any day. No. Yeah. And that's the thing is I, no matter how much I dislike most of this film, I'm 100% going to watch a sequel if it comes out. Yeah. I'm going to pray to God that one day Tom Holland gets <laughs> gets the symbiote. Because how could... Because like, we need another Spider-Man 3. <laughs> I'm just saying... I need him... I, I'm just saying, him him trying to learn the powers is just going to be like another level above it all. Um, I just need him dancing on tables and <laughs> kicking over shit. <laughs> With emo hair. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, should we uh, get to verdicts? Sure. All right, Stephen Miller, if you're going to give us a must-see, recommend with a caveat, wait for rental, pass with a caveat, or must-avoid, what would you give it? Oh, I'll give it a like strong recommend with a caveat. I like I had a lot of fun with this movie. Of course, when I like look at it objectively, 
my mood was very much to be having a lot of fun with it. I have no idea if I rewatched it, how I would feel. Like, it obviously, it was being silly for silly's sake. And, like, maybe that is laziness. I I feel like maybe it's not laziness. Maybe it's, like, trying to disarm you by being that kind of over-the-top silly movie where the stakes don't really matter. Um, but, sure, if you're looking for, like, a, a movie that establishes stakes or character or anything other than the fact of the hero and the powers that the hero has, then you're probably going to be disappointed. If you just go in looking for a fun time, a very like throwback to the early 2000s, I feel like this was a very fun throwback. And all of the stuff I remember is the fun Venom stuff that you liked as well. And whatever else there was, I just threw out of my my head. (laughs) Well, you know, Stephen, I don't like like throwbacks. I I look forward to the future, and that's where I'm going. Yep. (laughs) I put the whole past in my rear view. That's why you need a symbiote to look in the past for you. Yeah, exactly. Um, But yeah, so I mean, I, I... for me, this is like a wait for rental. This is like a perfect rental film. Like I don't, I don't think there's necessarily anything like super big screen about this, like worth that experience. Um, but it's a fun thing to watch when you can kind of just like, I'm at home. I can play on my phone at the beginning and then, <laughs> and then like pay attention once once Eddie Brock gets like full on symbiote mode. Yeah. Um, so yeah, for me, wait for rental. Um, but that's okay. Uh, I do want to say one last thing though. Can we end the trope of uh, SWAT? people shooting smoke grenades directly at the person and not like at the ground around their feet it looks badass yeah when like somebody shows how powerful they are by catching and smashing or eating or doing something with a smoke grenade but it doesn't make sense that like okay first of all let me put this out there i'm not on a swat team right <laughs> I'm, we not, can tell. I'm not i'm not on any force of whatever you're not even on a volleyball team <laughs> <laughs> but Shooting a thunk, 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 thunk. Shooting, shooting smoke grenades at around somebody's head means the smoke grenade would go past them if it doesn't hit them in the face. Sure. So if you're not trying to hit them in the face, I, I assume you would want to shoot the grenades somewhere around their foot area or into a corner of a wall where they're hanging out so that like the smoke is around them. Mm-hmm. Venom could have, instead of catching it and squeezing it and going, <laughs> which... Badass. Which it's hundred percent badass. <laughs> that that scene is better than anything in the Predator. <laughs> Shots fired. It was great. I love the way it looks. I, 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 still, I did like the location thing too. Again, like it, I, I don't know. I thought it was fun. Yeah. Or like when when the when the concussion grenades are going off and he's going like blah blah and there's like the flash of light and then like the little tent- tendrils like coming off his back and stuff. Super badass. Yeah. Love it. Looks cool. Makes zero sense. <laughs> don't stop everybody fires it like straight at their head and i just i feel like that's not how you use a smoke grenade once again i don't know i'm not an expert i've never used a smoke grenade to try to take down a large unknown creature so maybe you're just like i hope smoke in the face works right (laughs) but that's the thing like i don't think the smoke is meant to make them not be able to see you i think you're just like throwing whatever you got at them and seeing what happens then right like i I don't know Hmm. um but yeah it just just wanted to put that out there Never made sense. If you are a uh, law enforcement officer, SWAT team member, uh, military personnel. Write in with your monster stories. Yeah. What have you done when a large <laughs> creature? No, but I'm curious. If somebody can tell me, like, no, you're trained to actually shoot the smoke grenade directly at their chest because you'll immobilize them and cover them in smoke so you don't know if they're immobilized, <laughs> then, then I'd love to hear that. <laughs> but I assume, once again, ass of me and you. Uh, <laughs> 
So we're both asses. Your point is. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I just, 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 just want to put that out there. <laughs> I, I have a confession to uh-huh. make now, too. I, You've been using your smoke grenades wrong this whole no, time. I did look at my phone once during this movie, which I never do. I don't, I don't believe in looking at your phone in a movie. But I did it because all of a sudden, I simply had to know in what movie John Cena says, I look like Mark Wahlberg, a Mark Wahlberg. I don't know why. I just, I had to know. It was uh, train wreck. Nice. <laughs> I love that you were. Having, oh, that felt good. I love that you were like having your your your. This is why that that's that. Okay, you went into a fugue state at the beginning of this film, <laughs> and it took you. You were like, "What movie is that?" And there's just bullshit going on on the screen. <laughs> he, he's he's talking about like what he does for his journalism, if you can call it that. All this stuff's happening, and you're like, "I'm just gonna look at my phone." And then you looked at your phone, but you were trying to do it like. So nobody noticed. So it took you longer than expected. And you're like, ah, oh, train wrecked. And then you looked up. You're like, oh, damn, he's got the symbiote already. <laughs> this movie's great. No, not that. But I do think maybe I, I told you it was a IMAX 3D, unfortunately. And I was like a little too close. So the periphery had that like rainbow haloing effect. And for the first like 15 or 20 minutes, I was mostly like adjusting, <laughs> my, gla- <laughs> adjusting my glasses so that rainbow thing wouldn't bother me anymore yeah so i, th- I think that kind of helped i i will though i know we're done reviewing but i will echo carson i think this movie like was shot pretty well actually like i thought the the way the camera moves around and stuff like you could tell there was like a person who actually kind of cared about framing things in in this movie it didn't feel it, it didn't feel cheap or like it wasn't giving a shit about the way things looked it kind of seemed like it wanted to look better than the material <laughs> yeah Cool. Well, uh, I think that's going to bring us to the end of our review of Venom. Uh, Stephen Miller, people can find you throughout the week. Where can they do that? People can go to twitter.com slash sdavidmiller or sdavidmiller.com or that Chinatown loft, which if it's on sale, I'm taking that. (laughs) Uh, People can find me at christopherinreallife.com or twitter.com slash christopherirl. You can find the podcast over at thespoilerwarning.com where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. Um, If you want to subscribe to the show, you can do so in Overcast, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, wherever podcasts are found. Um, put a bunch of links on our site uh, to a bunch of these places where podcasts are found to help you guys out. So that's new. Forgot about Anchor. Go check it out. I don't need to call out Anchor. <laughs> uh, unless they want us to call them out, then I'll, I'm not above whoring myself out. This episode is brought to you by Anchor. Anchor. Um, I don't know what it is, <laughs> but, we, but we have a link to it now. Um, but yes, uh, if you want to know when these episodes go live, you can follow us at twitter.com slash spoilerwarning or like us at facebook.com slash thespoilerwarning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at thespoilerwarning.com or you can use the contact form on our site. The music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to Venom, 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 Venom. <laughs> so hopefully you're enjoying that song. It's not as good as Vindicated. Ah. <laughs> uh. Love, love, love that time in my life. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that, that is this review. Um, we are going to take off now, and uh, we're gonna go deliver a star because the star is gonna be born. Oh hell yeah! So hopefully, 
you are ready for that. Um, Has anyone made a stars like Jason Bourne show yet? Probably. I, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> All I know is uh, takes a lot to change a man. Well, it takes Hell, a lot. It takes a lot to try. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're gonna go do that. Thank you for listening, and uh, we'll see you in that stars born review. Bye. Bye. Thinking it's time to go get them They ain't gonna know what hit them When they get beat with the 